Hello and welcome to Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional components of endurance sports and how they impact performance. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And on this episode, uh, I have the great pleasure of speaking with Mindy Smith. Uh, Mindy is a local running celebrity of sorts uh, in the southeastern part of the United States. She's based in Asheville, North Carolina. And Mindy brings uh, to our conversation an incredible story. Um, I feel like she embodies so much of the the whole athlete experience uh, and really captures, uh, in my opinion, the essence of what it means to be an athlete uh, with her story. She brings um, a tremendous amount of vulnerability and courage uh, to our to our conversation, and I was so grateful uh, to to have her on the show. Uh, this is one that you really want to listen to uh, start to finish. Uh, we touch on so many things that, that I'm passionate about uh, and that Mindy and I have a shared passion for. Um, a few of the highlights, just talking about uh, things like failure um, and, and the weight that that holds and what that means for us as athletes. Um, talking about finding clarity through movement, something I've talked a lot about uh, on the show and that how uh, when we prioritize time for ourselves and prioritize that movement, uh, it, it allows us to show up as the best versions of ourselves in other areas of our lives. Um, uh, leaning into uh, and, and unpacking, you know, how the mental component of what we do is so important and how that actually might be more uh, impactful than being physically prepared uh, for our goals uh, at any given time. Um, leaning into the difference between uh, therapy and therapeutic activity, something that I've really um, come to to be very passionate about uh, in in the last um, in the last few years, and and how in endurance sports um, plays into that, the role that. Uh, that our endurance activities has in our lives for our mental clarity, for our mental health, but also how uh, those activities are not replacements um, for actual engagement in um, in what we need to be mentally healthy. Um, and uh, Mindy uh, is uh, shares a lot of her story in that space, uh, what that means uh, for her. So a really, really dynamic conversation. Again, something that I just was really grateful um, to be able to um, to explore uh, on on this podcast, and um, uh, uh, I can't encourage you enough to uh, to really sit down, grab a cup of coffee, and uh, and listen to this one from start to finish. Uh, Mindy's energy is infectious. Her story is fantastic, and I really think no matter where you're at in your athletic journey, um, how you define yourself as an athlete. You're going to get a lot out of uh, out of this conversation. You're going to get a lot out of um, the uh, the perspective uh, that Mindy is able to bring to um, to just how we navigate life as athletes, how we navigate hardship, um, how we navigate the highs and lows, and and how we use athleticism as a lens through which we can navigate those things. And that's something that's that's so impactful. And and for me, one of just the great values and and the joys of being an athlete is we're going to, we always have that lens, um, to, to look at things through and, and to compartmentalize, uh, how we move through our lives. So, um, uh, again, uh, shout out to Mindy, super grateful, uh, for her time and her vulnerability. As always, thomasendurancecoaching.com for everything that we talk about on the show to connect with a coach. 
Um, really exciting and, and very much in the same vein uh, as what Mindy and I talk about is we have just launched uh, mental performance coaching through TEC. So working with uh, a counselor uh, on our team to help uh, help you specifically navigate the mental and emotional um, components of endurance sports. Uh, and that's something that is really in alignment with our mission and something I'm very excited to be able to bring to our uh, to our athletes. So uh, keep a lookout for more on that uh, as we uh, as we officially launch that uh, that service, but something that uh, is rolling out this week and going to be really impactful uh, for our athletic community. Uh, and EnduranceMinded.com. Uh, let us know what you think. Drop us a message at the bottom of the page. Uh, rate, subscribe, share with your friends. Uh, thanks as always to those of you who have done that already. Uh, and if you haven't, please take a moment. Uh, it would mean the world to me. And without further ado, uh, please enjoy my conversation with Mindy Smith. Hey everyone, uh, before we dive into this episode, I want to take a moment to tell you about Inside Tracker. As I've talked about at length on the show, my passion is helping individuals discover the tools, resources, and relationships they need to reach their full potential. It's about more than just getting fit or being in shape for one race. It's about realizing the value in the lifetime pursuit of dedicating yourself to become the best version of you that you can be. So no matter what you love, whether it's running, riding your bike, racing, or just getting out and enjoy the great outdoors, you want to do it forever. That's where Inside Tracker can help. As a lifelong athlete who's done everything under the sun, I've gotten blood work done many, many times over the years, and it's always provided critical information. Even when I was feeling great and training hard, my blood work uncovered critical deficits such as low vitamin D and elevated iron. Despite how your training is going or how you're feeling, Inside Tracker helps to uncover specific, individual, and actionable insights that allow you to not only perform better, but feel better and be healthier. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside of you and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. Then, Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day, every step of the way towards reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. So, endurance-minded listeners can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just visit info.insidetracker.com/endurance-minded to take advantage of 25% off of the entire Inside Tracker store. Being an athlete is about more than just completing the right workouts. So visit info.insidetracker.com/endurance-minded today to start taking a proactive approach to understanding what your body needs to perform better and live longer. Hey, Mindy. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Taylor. Coach Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Long time no talk. Super excited to, to reconnect. Um, your, your, uh, your personality is infectious. I love your, I love your oh. story. Um, and there's, uh, there's a lot that I think folks that listen to Endurance Minded can, uh, can take away from uh, from your story, and I, um, yeah, out of the gate, appreciate you being willing to share. Um, that takes a lot of, uh, yeah, takes a lot of courage, and I think uh, I think you're you're awesome for being willing to uh, to, to dive in on the show. So thanks in advance, uh, or thanks up front. Um, Thank you. 
So I think a good place to start um, is um, is your so you recently signed up for the Bigfoot Two Hundred, um, yep. which for for the non ultra running folks uh, in our audience is a two hundred mile ultra distance uh, foot race um, running event, whatever you want to call it. Uh, usually lasts multiple days, seventy two plus hours. Typically, a uh, huge undertaking. You've done a lot of stuff in the ultra running space. Uh, and so it was, I saw that on, on like social media and I was like, well, that's no surprise. Of course she signed up for a 200. But then, um, but then you, uh, I also saw that you decided to defer. Um, and I'm, uh, while tackling the 200 uh, is a big, uh, is a big deal. I think I'm more interested in why you decided not to tackle it um, because it really gets at the root, I think, of a lot of the stuff that I'm interested in specific to endurance sports, you know, is some of these more like nuanced aspects of like, why are we, you know, why do we need to do it? Maybe it's not mm-hmm. the right time to do it. Does it bring value to our lives? Is it the right, you know, am I in the right headspace? Um, so yeah, just what run me through, um, or maybe expand on like why it didn't feel like the right year to tackle the, the something like that. Absolutely. So just to let the audience know. So last year was a blur. I'm sure for a lot of folks, 2020 was a blur. That was also a blur. But 2021 maybe was a blur for a lot of y'all like it was for me. And I felt like I was kind of going through the motions half the year or maybe all of the year. I'm not really sure. <laughs> right. Um, and sometime, I think it was in August, I was like, hey, like, you know, I had a buddy that came to a group run. He was doing a, two, a 250. And he, Nicholas was like, hey, this is so cool. We can train together. You should sign up for something or at least put in and see if you can get in for next year. And, you know, kind of just flying through life. I was like, yeah, that sounds like fun. You know, and, and I think I mentioned to Taylor, you know, it seemed like the easiest thing to do at the time. Like, you know, my life was such a mess. And I was like, well, 200 just sounds like a walk in the park right now compared to everything else. <laughs> compared to everything else, yeah. Yeah. So um, I was like, okay. So I put in, and of course, I got in. Like, why not? The the, the lottery gods were like, sure, we'll, we'll, we'll put you in this and we'll draft your bank account. So it was sitting, you know, and I didn't really tell anyone because I was kind of in shock and also just the chaos of my life just didn't really allow me to really process that I'd gotten in. And then, you know, like in December when I was switching careers into my dream career, you know, they were like, oh, tell us something cool. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. You know, I'm going to do this 200. So like, you know, in December, January is when it really started to knock like, hey, you've got this massive event and you've kind of been a lazy what we consider lazy you know for (laughs) a little while and I was like yeah I still got a couple months to think about it so you know January came I started my new career love it I'm super busy you know a loved one um, had a relapse with their addictions I was navigating that had to put our dog down. <laughs> so all in a span of just a couple of months, it was like just another whirlwind. And it really just, I don't know, when I sat down and thought about it and talked to my my husband about it, I just 
it doesn't make me happy. And I know you did a, a, an episode recently where you dove into doing things that make us happy. And running makes me happy. Hiking makes me happy. Being in the woods makes me happy. However, training or even just thinking about what that would entail just gave me a lot of anxiety and mm-hmm. it did not make me happy. <laughs> so yeah. I deferred. Good, good for you. Yeah. I mean, the reason I think that's so important to like tell that story, you know, at face value, it might seem like, I know it doesn't feel that way because I've had to make the same decision and it like carries a lot of weight to, to actually like admit that like, I'm not in a space to, to do this thing. Like the pursuit of this thing is actually not going to be fun. It's, you know, and that, that like when I've made that decision, um, was like a big hit to, to like my athletic identity. You know, I was like always the person that could show up and like do the thing and commit to the training and what, you know, what all the words and and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the, yeah, the reason I think it's like so impactful to call that out is because it like, it does carry a lot of weight. And I think that we so often, um, like we can use events too. I think you had, you had said this like before we jumped on the, on the call was that like, it, it was like a good escape, right? You're like, Oh, this is like, if all this other shit's going on, then like th- I can use this as time for me, but like, it actually doesn't, it doesn't work that way. A lot of times. Um, did you like, yeah. How, how did you navigate that? You know, this idea, cause it's a balance, right? Like, Oh, here's this thing I really love. And on the one hand, you want it when times are really hard, like you want to be engaged in that thing because that's the space that actually helps mm-hmm. support you. But then like it can also drag you down, right? Like those goals can be too big. It can add too much weight, can add too much to your plate. So like what was that process like for you to, to, to arrive there and actually, you know, come to that realization? Yeah, well, to kind of cram a lot into a very short amount of time I'm still working on that like it's not like I it's not like I've really came to like I've made the decision I've sent in the deferment email I've gotten the you know the response back from Garrett and he's like no worries of course I was like after the deadline so I like lost I don't know an extra you know 500 bucks or whatever it was you know by like being late three days for deferring but um I'm still working on the identity piece because it's really multifold for me. You know, I've been involved in the sport um, for a really long time here in the Southeast. And, you know, my employer hired me and they've introduced me to some of my, my clients, one of which is a major influencer in the you know, ultra running space is like, Hey, this is Mindy. She's signed up to do Bigfoot 200. Mm. Um, and I know that that was, you know, something that was really exciting for my employer to introduce me as that. I also know that that's like, you know, that they don't care if I'm doing it or not. They just want to see me happy and fulfilled. Um, you know, so there's a, it's very multi-pronged with like my identity, um, you know, not working at the running store anymore, um, you know, really kind of shifting out of the space of being kind of this more like role model influencer type person into being more private. Mm. So how I'm addressing that is really just, I have no training plan. 
I'm running and hiking and walking and lifting when it feels good, uh, which is really hard for me because I am one of those people like I probably still have a routine in my mind from coaching with you. <laughs> I'm like, that's like the bare minimum. <laughs> so, you know, in my mind, I'm like 30 miles minimum per week with two lifting sessions. Like that's, that's gotta be it. But there's this whole notion of just pivoting and giving yourself grace because, you know, I'm adjusting to life with one dog and one car. And, <laughs> you know, there's all these things that life just keeps throwing at me. And I'm just like rolling with it. My identity is just gonna, it's gonna come. So, yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I mean, I love that the like grace piece, right? Like we can be so hard on ourselves as athletes about these like secret expectations, right? Like we, we hold them Mm -hmm. like behind the scenes or like close to our, you know, chest or whatever. And, and, you know, like on the surface, you know, we'll talk to our friends or our training partners or whoever. And we're like, yeah, I'm just taking it like easy, taking it as it comes and then like secretly you're like, I got to get up at five in the morning because I got to get a 10 mile run in because like that's the bare minimum. Or, right. There's all these like secret boxes we have to check. Um, Ugh, yeah. Secret boxes. They're the death of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's super hard to get like, I mean, some of that I think is like the human condition. And then I think it's exacerbated oftentimes by like our like athletic identity and the pressure we can mm-hmm. put on ourselves to like always be at the, like the, the best you know, best quote unquote, like version of ourselves athletically mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and like totally fine to just like walk sometimes. Right. <laughs> like to just like, totally fine. like, you know, like this is not a run, like this is a walk mm-hmm. and that's going to be it for today. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Or performing well in other areas of your life too. Like, you know, I really want to rock and roll in my career right now. And you know, I just joined the local search and rescue team. And so that's getting me out on the trails in a whole different way. And also mentally, it's just preparing me for other adventures that maybe isn't as physical as I'm used to, but it's way more mental than I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much value in in like pivoting and engaging in different things. I think that's such a productive exercise for endurance athletes is like to purposefully engage in other areas that like are not physically hard right like that's our bar so so often as athletes we're like well if it's not physically hard like it's not worthwhile right like I think a lot of athletes struggle with that or have that you know preconception and yeah you're like I can like shift that energy over here and 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 you know excel in this space and it doesn't have to be physically demanding but it can still be like worth my time and add value to my to my life um yeah good on you how's it feel to like um because like you're you're now in a very similar situation to like where i have where i'm at which which is like you your whole world is endurance sports right but right so you got a job in the running industry you're working with all these like high profile running companies that's the topic of conversation right so so but you're also kind of working to understand like the role that your individual athleticism plays in your life how Mm -hmm. has that made it better or worse like to to be immersed in it or 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 not or you know or has it shifted it or um I go back and forth with this too 
you know, I think for a long time I was super burnt out from everything running industry. I think that peaked like in the fall of last year. <laughs> um, so I am noticing I'm, I'm, I've been journaling and reflecting on that because I do want to show up for my clients at work in a professional way with a new, a newfound zest. You know, I want to really be able to speak to the sport, speak to the gear, speak to the, you know, the athleticism and the relevant current events that are happening while also just not feeling burnt out because I am super passionate about this community and this sport. So just walking a super fine line with, you know, just, I'm just taking every day as it comes right now in terms of my personal commitment to running and athleticism and just trying to stay super engaged in other ways, like by reading Trail Runner magazine or Ultra Running magazine. You know, that way I just stay inspired, but from a distance. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Does it, do you find that it helps to have, um, like a diversified friend group, you know, like, do you have, do you have places you can go to connect outside of? Cause like the deeper into it you get, I've found that it's important to have friends that like, don't talk about endurance sports, right? Like I need, I need that outlet. Like I need some friends that like, honestly, like maybe they don't even really exercise, right? They're just like right. good people. And they fill my cup and like, we're not going to talk about ultra running. Like I know it. Um, yes. you, is that, is that like, do you have those people? Yeah. So you know what, Taylor, I'm going to be honest for the first time in like five or six years, I have been really gravitating towards those friends and those friendships and thank God they still, you know, take me in. <laughs> um, you know, even if I wasn't super participatory in their life over the last few years, because I was being very selfish in my own pursuits, um, which, you know, it has been a huge learning lesson for me. Um, yeah. I've really been gravitating towards those friendships and not necessarily because they don't talk about running, but because I've just, I've gone through so much, through so much trauma over the past couple of years that it's just so refreshing to have deep friendships that were in existence before running and not to say right. that my running friends aren't, you know, qualified to be there because some of my best friends are definitely my running friends or I met them and running through running. But yeah, it's, it's been very much more on a deep level. Yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned, um, like there's a selfishness, you know, and I've talked about that, on and off. That's, that's a tough word. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I, I've had friends of mine tell me, you know, specifically the, 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 like, I'll call them like the non-endurance sports friends, you know, these people that aren't in that space that were, you know, have told me like kind of to your point, like when I did actively engage with those friends again, they were just like, we didn't know how to connect with you because we never saw you. Right. Like yeah. you were, you were so focused on your own thing. Like you got up in the morning, you ran, you know, they just, they're like, we didn't feel like there was space for us in yep. your life. Cause you were doing these other things. Um, how have you navigated that? I mean, that selfishness. Cause there is a, there is a, I mean, I, it, that's one of the fascinating things with me. Like for me always is that like, there's always going to be this real balance and this real push mm -hmm. and pull is like, 
the pursuit of big goals requires a very focused energy that is yep. inherently selfish but you yep. need it you need support right like you 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 can't do it by yourself and so there's always this like you know i'm over you know you're you're engaged Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a very singular endeavor, but you have to have a support network. So you have to let those people in as well. Like how, how have you, how have you navigated the like selfishness piece with the like community piece? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I don't know if I can fully answer that right now because, you know, the, some of these friendships are surfacing again in this kind of more, I'm going to call it my lull state of training. I'm not training for anything. Um, I'm training for life, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, so I'm not really sure, you know, I think to really just be honest, I, I had to just hit rock bottom to really see the full picture of relationships. And that includes my running friends. That includes my marriage. That includes my family. That includes my, well, now it's just one dog. Um, You know, that includes my non-running friends, my NRFs. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, and I'm I'm still still figuring that. that, (laughs) Yeah. I'm still figuring it out. I mean, maybe talk to me this time next year. And I, I feel like if there's anything I've learned over the past few months specifically, it's asking for boundaries and it's asking for permission And I've gotten so good at that over the last, especially the last month, like with all of my friends, running friends and non-running friends, like, hey, is this a good time to talk to you about X, Y, and Z problem? Or, hey, do you have time to go for a run? Or, hey, do you have time to go get Mexican food tonight? You know, um, so I'm still figuring that out. And it's just a lot of dancing and just boundary setting, not only for me, but asking for boundaries from my friends too. Like, Hey, Ashley, who's my, one of my non-running friends, you know, is it okay if we don't talk about running and is it only okay if we talk about challenges at work right now, you know, like, or something Mm -hmm. like that. I think it's just setting that, that stage. And those are things that I wish my friends, both running and non-running would have shown me over the last like 10 years. You know, I wish that, those things could have been shared and maybe people, I don't know, like maybe some people just don't ever learn, but I'm really having to learn the hard way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The communication piece is, um, it's always, it's always challenging, you know, and I think some people, you know, maybe need more of it than, than others, you know, like to, in, in order for certain individuals to thrive. Like I think, you know, yourself and, and, and me, like I'm the same way, like heavy on communication, like heavy on understanding, like what it is that, that, that I need and what drives me and like, what's going to support those around me. And like, it's important that I, you know, I mean, that's why this podcast exists, right? It's because it's like, I'm just trying to like, I want to talk to as many people as I can so I can figure out what the hell's going on. Um, right. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I mean, that's a, that's like an ongoing process mm-hmm. too. And, you know, and like, as we evolve as people, you know, that's one of the things I always, like, I'm always, um, I always like try to, to impart like, you know, with athletes or coaches or people that I'm talking to is this, you know, we get like stuck in this like time capsule 
as athletes where we're, we're like, you know, this is how the weeks go and this is how my training goes and this is who I am. And these are the things I train for and this, and like that, that should evolve, you know, like you, you should be multifaceted in your athletic identity, right? Like how you engage with your body and how you feel in your body. And um, yeah, I mean, you've gone through that, obviously, like, have you had any of those like revelations where you're like, because I mean, if it can be in my experience personally and like, you know, working with athletes, like it's hard to get there. That, that it's not a extremely clear bridge to build or a path to follow is this idea that like every, you know, it's a journey and like what it looks like right. five years from now might be very different, but it doesn't mean it's any less valuable. Um, right. Yeah. No, I don't know. What's that? Right. I- what's that look like for you? Uh, hey everyone. Uh, I recently came across a new product on the market uh, and I wanted to take a moment to share it. Uh, with our listeners. Uh, Access Nutrients has created a supplement designed to assist with better absorption of zinc, iron, calcium, and magnesium. Uh, This is a heavily researched and science-backed supplement that helps to break down the anti-nutrient phytate. Uh, Phytate is present in things like beans, grains, nuts, and seeds. Uh, Any product made from these foods, uh, such as pasta, rice, chickpeas, nut butters, whole wheat flour, cereals, etc., etc. So without the enzyme, the above-mentioned micronutrients are largely unavailable for absorption, leading to deficiencies. So without iron, our bodies struggle to transport oxygen. Without zinc, our body's immune system is impaired, and many enzymatic processes cannot function normally. So this enzyme has already helped a number of people that I work with uh, on the athlete side with better performance, improved energy, uh, anemia, fatigue, and other conditions. Uh, You can have a read through the research on their site for more information, but just trust me when I say that this enzyme could be a game changer uh, for many of you when it comes to optimizing your performance. Uh, I've been taking it um, for about two to three months now, and I've noticed uh, big changes in my recovery, my sleep, uh, muscular fatigue, uh, endurance, uh, my ability to fuel uh, more closely to workouts. So it really has been um, a really positive or had a positive impact on my performance. So so for all of our listeners, um, you can go to accessnutrients.org and use the code THOMASENDURANCE um, to get 25% off uh, your order and um, I think it's going to be something that you guys really like. I encourage you to try it out. Um, it's, uh, it's a really uh, cool product. I think it could be something that's very impactful for so many athletes and so many listeners of this podcast. So again, that's accessnutrients.org, code Thomas Endurance for 25% off your order. Uh, and let us know what you think. Um, it's been something that's been exciting for me to try. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say identity is so big and I also feel like it's very fluid and evolving. You know, I think for so long, I, my identity was, you know, to be like the go-to person for women's running in the Asheville area. And, Mm. you know, and I love to be the person that introduced people to the sport of trail running and getting people, I mean, I would literally like drive and pick people up and drive them to a trailhead, you know, just 
to make sure that they felt nurtured and supported. And that there was nothing fabricated or, you know, there was nothing um, that was, you know, like selfish about that. Like, I just really enjoy nurturing people. However, (laughs) it's such a big word as well. (laughs) You know, I've gotten burned, what I consider burned uh, or mistreated or tossed aside from this very sport that I love so much. Or maybe it's just better to look at it as I wasn't treated the way that I've treated folks uh, with care and compassion and kindness because people are people and you know, most of the time people are selfish and that's okay to an extent. So, you know, I think my identity lately has just been like, how do I stay private? How do I keep my head down and get through the day, (laughs) sometimes the minute? (laughs) Um, And then how do I just continue to be authentic? And I'm still figuring out what the heck that even is either. Like, you know, Mindy can have a backbone and she can also care for the world. You know, Mindy can say no and she can also say yes. So, you know, Mindy can love running and she can also say no, you know, to people and to running activities and, you know, all the things. So figuring that out. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, I think you hit on something that I always you know, I see manifest itself with, with lots of athletes is this, this kind of, you know, broken notion that like your passion has to be, has to like manifest itself to its fullest extent, like every day, right? Like for your sport, right? right? They're like, or and maybe that's a little bit of like an out, you know, like outward expression or, or that kind of gets like grafted onto us as athletes is they're like, oh, like you're an ultra runner. Like, are you fired up to run every single day? Like, is that the thing? And you're like, no, like, absolutely not. You know, (laughs) like it might even last months where I'm not, you know, stoked and maybe that requires a shift. And, but it doesn't mean you're less like that it, that you're less dedicated. Yeah. Like you can still be, like you said, you can still be the person who like is fired up and and genuinely excited to like pick someone up to take them to the trailhead and also the person that needs to sleep in on Saturday morning and like that's not the right day for for a trail run yeah. right or or whatever right. or you engage with with being outside in a different way um yep. yeah yeah like do you i mean do you feel like um like has that oscillation been something that you've like does it feel easier to cuz i know like you've obviously done a lot of work you know, on yourself and understanding like what's right for you. Is that something that feels a little easier to approach now? Like knowing that that passion can still be strong, but like it's manifestation on a daily basis can look and feel very different. Or are you still like, is that kind of hard to grapple with? I really struggle with that one. Like, you know, cause yeah. people are always like Taylor, like this is your whole life. Like how excited are you? I'm like, some days I'm not that excited, <laughs> you yeah. know, so, so yeah. I, like it, I struggle. I don't know. How's it felt for you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just, it goes back and forth. Like I had a, you know, I had a big for me mileage week last week and, um, you know, I haven't hit 40 miles a week and I don't know, probably in a while. And I was like, woo, you know, I was having like a little dance party on Sunday. <laughs> um, but okay. So I'm going to say two things about that. So 
Okay. So Sunday, one of my girlfriends, one of my close girlfriends, she is training for a 50 miler the first week of June. And, you know, she's one of these amazing people who just like, I never even talked to her really at all before last fall. And for some dang reason, she just kept coming into the running store that I managed like on a day, like almost on a daily basis, sometimes just to check in on me, because for some (laughs) reason she was like, I'm worried about you. And she's like, I just have, I feel compelled to come and check in on you because you look like you need checked in on. And like, I didn't even really hang out with this girl. Okay. And so I really think she's like a guardian angel. I'm not all, I'm not super spiritual or anything, but I don't know. There's something there. But anyway, so she's training for this 50 miler and she's like, Hey, I'm going to do, you know, this 20 mile run on Sunday. And I was like, okay, 10 out of 10 don't recommend going from like your longest run being like nine miles to to 20 miles. But (laughs) my body felt great because I think I am finally just feeling good. You know, like Mm -hmm. I'm finally accepting where I'm at um, and not fighting it. Like I'm not waking up like, dang, like I'm going to beat myself up if I don't go, you know, for my usual Tuesday morning you know, six mile run and then go lift weights or whatever, you know, like it's just more of like if my day and my mood allows it and it feels right, right now I'm going to just roll with it. Um, so that's, you know, that's one piece of the puzzle. The other piece of the puzzle is, you know, I know I'm also a creature of habit and I love routine and I love structure and I love, you know, just regimen in general so I do fight with that sometimes. Like I fight with that regimented schedule of an athlete that I'm so used to having and feeling like a loser when, you know, I'm not sticking to a regimen, even if it's something I concoct on my own, mm-hmm. you know, so I go back and forth depending on the day. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear that. Do you feel like it's it helps to like if you feel like you respond well to a schedule or like this regimented approach, but like to sub in different things, right? Like to still have those like benchmarks kind of, or those like high points, but it's, but it like looks and feels different, you know? Cause I've, I've, I've tried, I've like made the case, you know, that like if, if like you said, like if Tuesdays are usually like, a 10 K and lifting, but that doesn't feel like fulfilling or it's not bringing you joy, like sub in a different thing, right? Like, but, but finding a way to engage where you feel like you're still able to like, um, stay connected to like your body, you know, specifically like through the lens of athleticism, do you like deploy any of those things or like, okay, well it's not this, but but I still maybe like I'm going to infuse a little like we talked about like the secret check boxes, right? Like you're maybe like still yeah. doing you have a few of those or is it like is it best for you just to clear the schedule and like fly by the seat of your pants? Oh, my gosh, Taylor, like another million dollar question. <laughs> so like I in a perfect world, I would say yes. Like, okay, so today I was like, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go for a run. And, you know, I'm going to do like a 10 minute weightlifting circuit here at the house. Um, None of that's happened yet. (laughs) (laughs) So my plan B is I'm probably going to go for a walk because it finally stopped raining. And, you know, like, so I could, because I know I feel better whenever I move my body, 
I know that that gives me the clarity and the energy to be able to perform in all the other areas of my life that includes professionally and personally. Um, so it's just a matter of having that discipline within myself, which I normally am good at doing, but sometimes I, I just, I have to be okay with just being like, you know what? It's 6 PM. I'm ready to eat dinner and lay down, <laughs> go to yeah, bed. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I'm not as good with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think, like, I mean, you touched on that really gets back to that, like that grace piece is that like it, you do, it's super important to, to like, as an athlete, even if you're pushing towards a big goal and there are like benchmarks, you know, you do want and maybe even need to hit to know that some days, like, it's just not the day. Right. And like yeah. a walk is the day or a walk is what's best or a rest or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But you touched on something that is like my, you know, my like personal passion and mission statement, which is this, this idea that like consistent, consistent, like consistently moving your body makes you better everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. So we often, uh, we have like our athlete, you know, life. And then it's like everything else that happens in our life is in this other sphere. Right. And I, I think that they're like, you know, they are, and it's certainly should be like intertwined in a way that, you know, that, that consistent, like dedication to movement helps you be better in all areas of your life. So since you said that, and that's like the thing that I care the most about in this world, um, what, like, how does that manifest itself for you? Like, you know, when you're moving and that, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what it is, like, but that's a piece that stays consistent. How do you, like, how does that help you in these other areas where you want to excel and show up as the best version of yourself? Yeah. I, you know, so what I'll do is like yesterday I walked, you know, my, my office is in downtown Asheville and you know, just so centrally located to all of the best coffee shops in Asheville. So, <laughs> which there are know, many, <laughs> so many. So I treated myself with a mid-afternoon caffeine break and went for a walk. Um, and that was a, you know, that was a day after my long twenty-mile run. Um, you know, so really, you know, when I came back, I was like, you know, I told myself, okay, Mindy you're going to take this walk. And as soon as you get back, you have your client meeting with one of my big, you know, high profile running clients. And then you're going to hammer out the rest of the day. Like you're going to hammer out the next couple hours of work because you treated yourself to an iced coffee, you know, and not that I really believe, like, I don't want to get into the, the, you know, triggers for disordered eating patterns and things like that. But I think, you know, for me, it's when I can move my body, whether it's a walk, a run, a trail run, um, a weightlifting session, I am just so much more clear. And mm-hmm. I, I know that my husband would agree with me. You know, like when I get grumpy, like, please, Mindy, just go for a daggum run, like just <laughs> get out of the house, or, you know, whatever, because it really allows me to separate what's really happening in the world and what's really happening inside my head. <laughs> right, right. And I don't know why. I mean, I guess that's just endorphins. I don't want to get into the science because I don't know the science. And I'm sure you do, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, science aside, I, I think there that like clarity, like you said, I, I, I think it, that's a good way to sum it up is like when we, 
when we prioritize that time for movement, which is which is also that time for ourselves, right? It gets back into a little bit of that like push pull against like there is a selfish component because we have to we have to carve out that time for ourselves in a world that's like constantly trying to pull us outward. And so when we do that, like the clarity that comes from that has to go somewhere, right? And typically it goes to our jobs and our relationships and our other areas mm-hmm. that we have to show up because we've given back to ourselves, right? Like we've we've created that time, we've moved our bodies. The science mm-hmm. that's related to that then gets, you know, everything that happens chemically gets pushed back into the other areas of our lives. And I do like, yeah, like it has to have an impact, you know? And I and that's where like people like, unfortunately, that's the first thing that always that often goes, right? People get busy and mm-hmm. you're like, well, I had this workout plan or I was going to get outside or I was going to try to you know, just, you know, stretch or move my body, engage with my body in some way that's physical. And I'll just, that, that goes and I'll do, I'll do, I'll do these other things. Right. And I'm like, I'll just no, like do, do that thing first. <laughs> like that should be the thing. Right. And then everything else yeah. I promise will like feel better you know, I won't necessarily like fall into place magically, but, um, yeah. Yeah. You're creating that space, man. (laughs) Right. So I want to, uh, we had touched on it a little bit earlier, but I want to go back to this. You had mentioned kind of like trying to find or not trying to, but you know, working to find happiness, um, without running being like your key identifier. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that's, super impactful and, and a very, not that it matters what I think about your personal journey, but like, (laughs) but I think it's like the most worthwhile, you know, like speaking of clarity, right? Like it's super important to understand that like you can be a runner and that like that isn't the only place happiness resides, right? Or you can be an athlete and that's not where you find the only place you find joy. Um, how, how, how is that, How's that going? <laughs> I think is maybe the best way to, to ask it. Right. No, I think it's getting easier. You know, when I was looking at my dog for a second, she's a great reminder. <laughs> you know, I think it's just, I mean, it's definitely like an everyday process. Um, you know, I've had to really get good at being okay with not being okay. Um you know, investing where I would normally put coaching dollars into, you know, mental health. So into regular therapy sessions to help me kind of digest some of the stuff that's been happening. I think that's been really critical for me. And I'm a huge advocate of, of mental health care. Um, not that exercise can't be a part of that, um, because it definitely is. Um, you know, and I think having friends that really reinforce the the space to be able to talk about some of those hard things. And these are some people that I didn't really think would be those people, you know, even six months ago, like these were people that um, have just really continued to show up in my life in a way that like has just been awesome. So if you can find and be open to, you know, a couple of key folks that maybe aren't your running friends, but are just good hearted people that you can, you know, be vulnerable with. Um, or maybe they're just people who just keep showing up in your social media DMs or keep liking your, 
you know, your stories or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I, this, you know, it's just such a tough question. Like, it's just an ongoing journey. And, you know, when I look at my single dog now, you know, she's a, just a great reminder for me that she's 13. We had to put our other one down last month. She was 14. And I want to cherish this last little bit of time with her. You know, like if Bigfoot was still on the calendar right now, you know, I'd be spending like every waking moment essentially training for that and not really nurturing the last little bit of time I have left with my pup, my, my 13 year old pup. Um, and you know, so I think like losing a dog and like just watching your, your significant, you know, watching someone in your life go through addiction and, and, and what that entails, like it just reminds you, you don't, you're not guaranteed another day. So yeah, do what feels good. (laughs) Right. Yeah, for sure. I know I went, it's amazing. Like, you know, the perspective that you gain so often after you make these really hard decisions. Um, Mm -hmm. like I had a similar, like a very similar scenario. I, uh, I, I backed out of, a um, of an ultra distance race that I was scheduled to do last year, uh, at the end of the summer, like early fall Mm -hmm. For very similar yeah. reasons to what you're talking about, and and it was you know I went through all the same kind of processing things, and but then I ended up we we lost our dog in October, and yeah. and so it's this like on the other end of that I was like man you know what like I because what I ended up doing was just like walking every day with our dog, and I was like had mm-hmm. I been training for that race. Like he would have gone sometimes, but you know, the super long ones and like, I would have been out, like it would have been a lot of time away. And like I spent, cause and I work from home too. I literally spent like every hour with him, it, you know, like for those months that I would have been gone. And uh, yeah, like on the other side of that, I was like, what a gift, you know, like you're able to see yep. that, like that clarity where I was like, that was a super tough decision. And like, mm-hmm. I really struggled with it for, I mean, all the reasons we're talking about athletic identity and who I thought I was supposed to be in this, that, and the other. Um, And then, yeah, on the other side, I was like, man, what a great, like what a perfect time. That was exactly what it needed to be. Um, So I just hung out with him every day for, you know, for like the whole summer and, and, you know, and we just, we did a lot of walking. Yeah, Um, absolutely. uh, I know. It's so hard to see that. It really, it's really hard as someone that did, you know, ultra endurance events for year after year after year, you know, constantly training, con- you know, every weekend, you know, being, being gone, being, you know, ha- I don't want to say being given up because that's not, you know, for people that are able to train right now and that's where their mind is like, good for you. Like, I'm happy for you. I want to see you go kick some ass out there. But, you know, for the rest of us who maybe aren't there at the moment, you know, we're also trying to kick ass doing, <laughs> tending to our whatever else has us, you know, occupied yeah. over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I think, I mean, you're, you nailed it. I mean, I, I, yeah, the, 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 the hope, you know, for me and, and is that to just uh, give people the, the tools through, you know, through stories like yours to, to understand that it's, that it's a journey, right? Like, yeah, you, like if you're on fire right now, like keep it alive, you know? And like, and, and that's great. And know that like there's some tools you need to deploy to make sure that's a productive experience. But when you're not on fire and it will happen because that's the way life goes, like 
it, that's okay too, right? And it doesn't have to detract from your experience as an athlete, right? Like if you went from running 100 miles a week to 10 miles a week, the sum total of the effort is still valuable, right? Like that engagement is still important. But it, but there's a lot of shifting that has to go on there as well, right? Like you got to come off of that like expectation about mm. well, this is what I used to do. Um, mm. Have you have you dealt with any of that? Like that kind of reflection on like because we always think about like the best version of ourselves, right? We never remember like all the hard times we had to like <laughs> get to to like, get there, right? Like yeah. like I remember, you know like when you and I like were you know I was helping you train for some of your ultra stuff. You know, it was like big mileage and you're just crushing it every day. Like that's the person you're going to remember because I do the same thing. Because um, you know I'm an overachiever. Right. Yeah. I'm a Have, perfectionist in every aspect of my life. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. I'm like, I'm the poster child for type A. Um, yeah, same. What um, has that like, have you, has that been challenging? Like to... to mm know that that person was like right kind of back in your rear view and, oh. and, and maybe oh, you're yeah. different. Yeah. And that's who people think I am still, you know, mm. like people, I'll see people will come to me. They would come to me at the running store when I was still there up until December and they'd be like, Hey, what are you training for? And I just had someone comment on one of my posts, like last week on Instagram. Hey, Mindy, how's Bigfoot? you know, 200 training going. I was like, damn it. Did you not see that I canceled? <laughs> like pay attention <laughs> you know, to the feed. <laughs> I, I know. So, you know, so it was just one of those things where I have to get really comfortable standing, like who standing in who I am, which right now I'm just Mindy. Who's just surviving and uh, really trying to nail, nail it at work and nail it at home <laughs> And enjoy lots of puppy walks with my yeah. old lady dog and <laughs> also squeeze in some miles whenever it feels, you know, good for me. And yeah. I want those miles to be fun. I don't want them to feel like torture right now. So right. it's a, it's an ongoing, there's no, there's no answer. There's no, like I've, I've had a come to, well, I mean, I've had lots of come to Jesus moments, but I can't say that every moment I'm like, hell yeah. You know, like I'm right. this person like, Sometimes it's especially, and I'm going to just say this real fast, you know, when you see people who are like, I'm an ultra runner and I'm like, okay, well, and, and, and not to squash their status, but I'm also like, okay, so am I still an ultra runner, even though I haven't ran an ultra in X amount of time, you know? So Mm. like for me, being an ultra runner is really navigating the suck of life sometimes and also still showing up for life however you can and just being yeah. fully honest with yourself. Like, am I an ultra runner? I mean, I guess by definition I am, but technically maybe not as of right now because I'm just, I'm an ultra walker. <laughs> <laughs> so. that's, a, that's something, that's something too, you know, like, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it is hard. Like we, well, certainly with, is there has to be, or we have to give some um, credence to like the weight that, that, you know, social media, you, you know, we see all these, like, we see the best versions of, of like people's lives. Right. So if we're looking at athletes and you're like, there's an ultra runner and here's a, you know, whatever sport you're into, and that can be hard to overcome if you're not in that like best version play, even if you're like in the off season, right? Like, like mm -hmm. athletes come to us all the time and they're like, well, my, my, this guy, you know, girl is doing this. 
you know, and, and yeah. you want to be like, well, so, right? Like that's not, <laughs> right? that's not right for you, but it's hard. It's hard as, because you were always like comparing ourselves mm. to, to others. Mm. Um, yep. So you were, you started, uh, you started Trail Sisters in Asheville. Is that right? Yeah, I co-founded it. Let's see, I guess, gosh, has that been four or five years ago? I don't, yeah. And I, I, I stopped serving in a volunteer capacity at the local level last summer so that I yeah. could, that was right when my life blew up. <laughs> <laughs> so it was perfect timing. <laughs> How, so I know you've talked about, you know, having like, and we touched on it a little bit, like you have all this, like everything kind of, you know, around you is running related or you're immersed in endurance sports. And I know you made the decision to pull away from a lot of those commitments mm -hmm. that were mm -hmm. running related. So it's trail sisters and you were involved in other capacities doing different things. You were, you know, uh, certainly like a, a big ambassador for the sport at, at a, you know, regional level. Um, mm -hmm. What, like what prompted that decision? How, why did that feel valuable to kind of make some space there, you yeah. know, in, in between those things and, and what you were, you know, trying to do elsewhere? Yeah, definitely. So I think, I think COVID and I, I never like to bring up COVID, especially this far into it, but I think it really made the world very volatile. And I think it, allowed people to develop some pretty unhealthy, um, I guess, relation, relational skills. And so I just caught wind of some of that, you know, and, and not from a national level. I love Trail Sisters. It's one of, it's still one of my like favorite things. Like, you know, I give her money, like I'm totally huge fan and I believe in it. I just think, um, I think it was, I think, as a leader, things were starting to kind of crumble because of COVID. And I just didn't have the bandwidth to like continue to be a mediator. You know, I'm such a giver and I will literally put everything ahead of myself and also ahead of my family. And that has backfired so much and I have had to learn the hard way. Um, so again, it comes back to like, it's been a lot of awakening moments the past year. Um, so yeah, I think just giving myself the distance and also allowing some of the other leaders, you know, other volunteer leaders to step up and really take 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 ownership over the club has been a really great thing to watch. Um, so it was just, it needed to happen, you know, like it was just a great time. And I think it allowed me to really just step back and focus. I think the universe works in the way it needs to. You don't always see it. And a lot of times it can be very painful but I think it was the universe being like, Hey, Mindy, like you need to come and focus on your family now. Like, right. you know, <laughs> we're going to shake it up bad enough where you actually are forced to stop, you know, or you, or you feel like you're forced to, to stop giving your attention in this manner to this department and put it over here on this, in this department. <laughs> right. Right. So. Yeah. Well, it's probably necessary. Oh, I mean, I'm sure it was necessary for like, um, for you know your ability to continue to to like show up where you need to show up and and to be um to be like present for you know for your family but like also for your running and for your like your ability to continue to move like if you're worn so thin 
right? Like you mm-hmm. can't show up and be present like when you're trying to, to exercise or when you're trying to set, you know, personal goals. Um, yeah. What do you, um, you know, I know what, like, how do you stay focused on trying to keep things like long-term oriented, right? Cause I think a lot of people, unfortunately, you know, I think you had touched on this. It was like specifically with, with like ultra distance stuff is, is super popular now. Right. And like everything is just like harder and harder and longer. And that's cool. I like Mm -hmm. long, hard stuff, but like, but if, if you, so many people go into it and they burn out, right. They it's boom and bust, which is so unfortunate because you just, you know, from my perspective, like you, you actually aren't, able to reap the, the like full benefits of being an athlete, like the stuff we were talking about, like the fact that it makes you better in these other areas of your life. And like the hard times really are like what it makes it so valuable. Um, yep. so yeah, like how are, how do you view that kind of long haul, like athleticism? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I think this is a good question. And I think it's a great segue because it's something I've been reflecting on quite a bit. I'm like, okay, so I'm just in this survival mode day to day. Sorry if I got really windy there. <laughs> um, it's like, woof. Um, you know, but being a, being an endurance athlete or just being an athlete in general, I don't, yes, I can only see to like the next day right now, but I'm also thinking like, okay, is there a race that I might want to do in the fall? Or, you know, my my best buddy and I, Tara, I know you know Tara, you know, she, like, is there a fast packing route that we want to complete this summer, you know, on the Appalachian Trail? Um, you know, I really want to attempt SCAR. I've been talking about it for a few years. I would love to attempt, even just attempt it. Um, SCAR, which is the... Um, Appalachian Trail through the Smokies, which is really tough. It's like 70 something miles with a gazillion feet of vertical gain. Just it's like right up my alley. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, you know, so I mean, that can't just happen, you know, with 20 miles a week of walking. (laughs) I mean, it could, (laughs) but it may not feel very good. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I'm really thinking, okay, so if I can just keep, keep doing what I'm doing right now, which is getting really comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, you know, and still continuing to focus on movement every day. My mental game is so strong, Taylor. Like I could do anything I want right now. Like I've got the mental drive because of what I've gone through and because I'm giving myself so much self-compassion and self-love. Like I know that at any moment I could flip a switch and be like, okay, I'm ready to start training, you know, dedicated training to X, Y, and Z goal. Um, you know, and also Bigfoot, like, okay, so they, you know, that's been deferred and I'm not going to lose like a thousand dollars. So that's definitely happening next year, whether I like it or not. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. The, the financial commitment helps, you know, like it is, uh, I had, I had an yeah. athlete tell me that one time. It was just like, like the more skin you have in the game, you know, financially, yeah. the more invested you are in the, in the pursuit, right? You're like, well, it's true. I'm not going to not show up because- I've spent the money now, right? Like, I think that that's a fair, you know, like we all, yeah. we all feel that. Yeah. I mean, how, like, Definitely. I think, do you feel like it's, it's more valuable to like keep your, 
maybe maybe more valuable is not the right way to phrase it. Like, is it um, is it just as important to keep your like mental game sharp versus like your physical game, right? Because I I think I, like I'm with you, right? Like I'd rather like I can I can have like no, I'm not physically ready, but if I feel like like I've been I've been there mentally where I need to be, like I can tackle it. Right. Like it sounds like you're kind of in the same boat. Do you feel like it's worth like making sure that's, that's good. Even if the training maybe is not like you're not in a place. Absolutely. Yeah. The passion coupled with the fire from, you know, going through hardship, I think. Yeah. I think if your passion is there, like if I wanted to roll into scar, you know, next month, which I won't, because that's too early and there's a lot of rattlesnakes right now. Um, you know, but if I'm like, okay, October, sure. Like that sounds, that sounds like a great time. The water will be flowing, be less rattlesnakes and that's plenty of months to train for it. You know, I think having gone through what I, what I can speak personally with, like having gone through what I've gone through, as long as I have my family's support, you know, and they, they are cheering me on and it's the right time for my family to allow me to train for something, then I'm like, yes, the mental game is so critical it is yeah. because none of these things are easy. Hell, even five K's are not easy, you know, like, right. Yeah. Like yeah. whatever you're training for, like you need to be mentally tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you feel like I know, I mean, you're obviously doing a lot of work in that space, but do you, I think, you know, you, we hear from athletes, I'm sure you've, you know, maybe you've even been in this camp, but I'm sure you've talked to people who are like, you know, like, oh, like, you know, running is my therapy, right? Or whatever, mm. right? And so we, we have a hard time. That. Yeah. And, I'm, and, and I, I, like, it's a, <laughs> it's a separate thing, right? Like you, like you, you still like mental, mental health, mental skills, refinement of those things, understand like, that's that actually mm-hmm. like helps you with your athleticism. Mm-hmm. Like, do you, has that been because you've just kind of mm-hmm. made that? I know you just started to work on that like last year. Like, has that been an important mm-hmm. kind of like disconnect for you to be like these are actually two separate camps, and I actually yeah. need to work on the 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 mental piece separately in order to like fully enjoy the athletic piece. Absolutely, yeah. My my therapist. I mean, it's only been, I mean, I started working with her in August and it's only been the last few months that I've really been able to fully open up to her, which I mean, hey, trust is important. And I know right. she's so grateful for it because like now it's just free flowing. But we talk a lot about, you know, failure. Like that's a big word that, that that's a big theme that keeps, you know, coming up in a lot of our conversations because my whole life for the last two years has felt like failure, you know, like there, like it just has. And that's probably a whole separate conversation. And we've danced around it today, you know. So it's like, yeah, I think. And also watching a loved one suffer from, you know, depression and anxiety and suicidal ideations. And, you know, when I hear people say running is my therapy, I'm like, you know, Running can be a very therapeutic form of healing. I don't think that it is a form of therapy. Um, mm, yeah. If it was, you know, then this person may have not ended up in the situation that they did. 
um, because they are also a runner and an athlete. Um, they don't like it as much as I do, <laughs> but you know, yeah. um, so yeah, I think, but I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to badger people. You know, I don't think, I think everyone is entitled to their own mental health journey. My counselor would never say, you know, that I am depressed. Um, you know, if that's not like, uh, that's not a, um, a diagnosis that I've ever, you know, been diagnosed with. Um, but you know, I mean, we all go through our own journey and, I think being able to talk about failure and expectations and, you know, self being selfish and, you know, uh, just your identity as a person. I think all of these things are critical to understanding what role running plays in your life, whether it's competitively or for fun or both. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, 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 I couldn't, I think that's great. I, you know, I, I always try to just, highlight you know if i'm having conversations with with folks whoever i'm talking to or whatever you know i i think we can you know endurance sports maybe unfortunately has kind of been sold as that you know and so we so athletes uh oftentimes will think that they're getting like the mental kind of you know clarity or guidance that they need when they engage in their sport and like i think yeah you like I think like you, yeah. you, I, you, you nailed it. Or I really like the way you put it. It was like, it's a, it's, it's a, can be a ver- valuable form of therapy, but it's not the same as like, you know, mental health. And I've always been a big advocate. Like I've, you know, just say like, like, Hey, like these things you're dealing with are not even in my capacity as a coach, be like, this is not my lane, right? Like I'm in your corner, but like you need, you know, it requires a team, right? And that might be many different individuals that are going to help you, understand you know how to pursue your goals and how to be balanced and healthy and happy and fulfilled right well and one last thing i'll say about that real fast is in working with my therapist counselor whatever you want to call her um i think she's a licensed therapist i think that's the appropriate professional title um you know one discovery that she and i have worked on that's been really painful is the void, like running can fill a void. Mm. And, you know, like that may be a whole separate conversation too. But, you know, for years and years, like I've just said, yes, 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 yes. Everyone has gotten a yes, except for me, because I want to just run away from the pain of losing my father and just, you know, maybe some dissatisfaction in other areas of my life, you know, and so running filled that void. And I was able to be in the spotlight. I felt like it was something I was maybe not good at in terms of like time, but you know, it was like, huh, I can say, you know, I can, I can show up for running and be good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, that's something my therapist and I are figuring out. We're working on that together. Well, I mean, she's opened the door and I'm working on it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I hats off. I think that like, that's such a, that's such a valuable realization. Again, you know, we, that, that's kind of been popularized, you know, it's just like running from your demons and, you know, you run and you find these dark places and dark corners of your mind and you tackle them when you're in exercise. And, and, and that, while that might act, you know, actually occur, like it's actually, it's engagement in, you know, endurance sports is not going to solve that. Right. Like it might actually just make, yeah, it might just make you actually like much more painfully aware of that darkness and that you need to, you know, 
find uh, yeah. uh, support in other areas, right? They're going to help you, you know, grapple with yep. that and understand how to process it. Um, yep. Well, well, thanks, Mindy. I am extremely grateful for your time and your story. I, uh, I love everything you got going on. You're such an inspiration. Thanks for being vulnerable and telling your story. And uh, keep, keep, keep it up. You're, you're crushing it. Take all the walks. Spend all the dog time. Don't run a mile if you don't want to. I, uh, you're, you're on it. Don't worry. I won't. Or will. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Mindy. Cool. Thanks.